This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and ThisPipeLife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo, and we've got a really special one for you guys. As you know, we were at the Texas Pipe Show. Pew, pew, pew. Okay, no, no more of that. <laughs> and it was a blast. Uh, last week, you heard our, our kind of our live broadcast that we did from there. Uh, but, you know, the great thing about these pipe shows is not just, uh, you know, all the amazing product that's out there. It's also the amazing people. Um, we had the opportunity to sit down with a couple of different folks at the Texas Pipe Show to, to bring you some very unique interviews that uh, I'm really excited to to give you guys today. But before we jump into it, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, on October 28th, October 28th, we've got the uh, Jackson Pipe Night coming up with the Long Smoke Competition. Uh, hope to see several of you who are out in the local area out here then. Uh, and of course, uh, for all of our friends across the pond, the UK Pipe Show, October 29th, Canal House starts at 12 noon in Nottingham. Be there for the War of the Roses. It's going to be a blast. And then also, finally... Uh, we've got the club member giveaway coming up at the end of this month. So if you have not yet joined the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club, now would be a great time to do it. Uh, we got a tin of Penzance that we'll be giving away to one lucky club member and uh, some other prizes as well. Now, all that being said, stay tuned to the very end of this episode where we're going to be announcing something really fun to close out the year with. Uh, I'm, I'm really super excited about it. We'll be talking about it every single week leading up to the, uh, the pinnacle moment but that's all of the tease that I'll give for right now. But like I said, stay tuned to the end of this episode for more details. And kicking things off, we've actually got the first interview that we did um, on the morning of the Texas Pipe Show. Now, this is really great. We sat down with Perry Tong, who's actually the owner of Pop Safari Room. Now, you heard us talk a little bit about it last week, but Pop Safari Room is a really unique place. And Perry is a really unique guy. Uh, He's got a very interesting life experience. Uh, His life prior to the cigar pipe world is uh, one of uh, Hollywood and and television and, and that sort of thing. So really looking forward to sharing this interview with you guys so why don't we go ahead right now and join perry and john david on the showroom floor at the texas pipe show (laughs) all right well we're here at the texas pipe show and uh man we were at pop safari room and uh this is a beautiful a beautiful store and uh, you know actually i've i i haven't been to Fort Worth, but just one time. Uh, this is this is my second time, uh, and and I'm really interested in the in the tobacco culture here, the cigar culture, and pipe culture. And um, man, these guys at, at Pops have just been so kind to open their their shop to the Texas Pipe Show. And uh, anyway, I, it, it's it's great. I actually have the privilege now of speaking to the the owner of uh, of uh, Pops Safari Room, uh, <laughs> and and his name is Perry Tong. And uh, man, we're just so happy to happy to be here with you, Perry. Uh, man, thanks for having us. Well, you're certainly welcome. Uh, we're glad to have everybody here. It looks like it's a great crowd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people from all over. I, I know. Uh, I mean, there's people as far away from uh, California that have come to this, and certainly all over Texas. And uh, I mean, it's really great. Tell me, I mean, it, your shop is beautiful. How long has your shop been here? Uh, this shop is uh, 21 years old. Okay. Uh, we started in '96, and uh, it's just steadily gotten bigger and bigger. Yeah. Till we had this uh, this kind of event, which really is fun. Yeah, yeah. 
I, you know, are you the original owner? Did you found? Did yep. you found this? We shop? were the founders of this. Uh, okay. Establishment started in '96, and uh, it's a long story, but we were uh, producing television programming. Yeah. And uh, when we found out the show was going off the air, the biggest thing we ever brought back from Central America was cigars. Awesome. So we said, well, we'll sell cigars. And, of course, I was a pipe smoker, so that just naturally flowed, it just fit, flowed fit into well, that. Right? Yeah, so yeah. both of them fit together. And uh, now we've, uh, we've got 37,000 cigars. I don't know how many pipes. Wow. Pipe tobacco and... Uh, all the accessories you might need. Of course, right. And right. I, so I, I'm trying to uh, find the best way to describe your shop. It's it's beautiful. It feels, um, you know, it's it's a safari room. There's obviously uh, kind of, I guess, to go along with that, we've got a, some uh, some animal skins. We've got some, uh, looks like deer and elk uh, heads and some other animals I can't identify. There's fish on the wall. Uh, man, it's just got a real kind of a... Like a lodge kind of feeling to to well, it it is a lodge kind of a feeling. Uh, my wife and I, Pat, we uh, we traveled to Africa quite a bit filming. Yeah, and we kind of fell in love with uh, a place in Old Joburg. Okay, and then in London we would frequent a bar called the uh, Pontefract Castle. Okay, and we took those two combinations and kind of built. The theme here at Pops of the yeah. African Safari. That's great. You know, 19th century look. That's it's really and and you nailed it. You really did nail it. Uh, there's a there's a really large open space when you walk in. A beautiful uh, chandelier, and then you've got you know all this uh, stuff that mimic or kind of does make you feel like you're maybe on the Serengeti or something. There's uh, uh, someone here is a big fan of Marilyn Monroe. I can tell that. <laughs> well, you know, you know that's um, Marilyn's a unique kind of a story. We. We sell the wine from her winery, which still operates. Really? I didn't know she had a winery. Yeah, called Marilyn Marilyn Merlot. (laughs) That's uh, awesome. (laughs) It's become so popular with collectors, it's hard to get now. Wow, yeah. It's it's a good wine, but the reason it's so scarce is the collectors want the uh, labels, which change from season to season. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's how we started the picture collection. That's brilliant. Is we had uh, posters of of the uh, wine labels. Yeah, and people would say, "Hey, Pop, we got a picture, Marilyn. You like to have it?" And That's so right. Customers just keep bringing this stuff in. That's really cool. So it kind of becomes their uh, their living room as well, where they get to put yeah. some of their favorite Marilyn knickknacks. When they yeah. bring their friends here, they say, "I donated that." I do. <laughs> That's awesome. That one belongs to me. That's really great. So so the front part, a huge, beautiful lounge, big overstuffed leather chairs and. Uh, you know, nice, rich, uh, you know, mahogany and everything in the back. Uh, there's a there's a wine cellar. Uh, tell us tell us about your wine uh, business. Well, that's our what we call the daily wine room, and those are wines that we'll sell over the course of the next year. Okay. Then we have a uh, temperature control cellar where we keep aging stuff and wines that we're going to anticipate keeping for a long time. Okay. Okay. We have. Ports and Madeiras back to 1908. Okay. Uh, wow. So we have some unique wines besides yeah. unique cigars and pipes and pipe tobacco. That's great. That's great. Well, wonderful. And, and, a, and a, just a beautiful uh, back patio as well here, which is a really nice 
nice addition. So, um, man, so uh, so you're a pipe smoker. Yeah. Um, what did you start smoking a pipe at an early age, or tell us about uh, kind of your pipe experience? Pipe since I was in my twenties, and I'm seventy eight now. Okay. Yeah. So I started when I was in my twenties, and when you look great, and, so obviously uh, it's been good for you, right? Well, it hadn't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's the time of day when you sit down and you go, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And relax. That's right. And, uh, it's good for your spirit, right? That, that's true. We, yep. we have plenty of doctors that come in here and smoke pipes and, smoke and cigars. A pipe. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Uh, it, it, I, I'm actually a retailer in Jackson, Mississippi, and we uh, have our own shop. And the, the pipe customers have their own feel kind of separate from the cigar customers. It, you know, some of them are similar, but... Uh, you do have kind of these cerebral thinking types that come in and tend to buy more pipes. You're it's, right. I, do you a, see that too? There's yeah. There's two distinct. Uh, not classes, but two personality types, or yeah. And then there's that crossover group that right go both ways. They smoke pipes and smoke cigars. Yeah, yeah. But you've got the cigar devotees, which they're they're loyal to their to their cigar. That's I right. Mean, to their pipe, and then. You got the ones with the cigars, same way. That's right. That's but right. The ones that cross over, and I do. I, I have to admit, I smoke a few cigars. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm the uh, same way, right? Yeah. But I enjoy them, and, and what I like about pipes is it's a new experience. Every time you get a new blend in, yeah. You know, I know there's people that are just absolutely dedicated to one blend, right? But I'm an experimenter. Yeah. And when, it, when I get a new blend in, I got to check it out. Yeah, that's like it's a me. new adventure. That's right. That's right. And they're they're all they all have their own nuances, right? And that's and, exactly right. And you know, there's just too many to stick to one. At least for me, you know, I like to I like to experiment. I like to try to find the next uh, flavor that I have to recreate, or uh, you know, that just has an interesting taste that I haven't found before, or something like yeah. that. So, do you have a favorite tobacco? Well, I've been smoking uh, evening. Evening Shade, I think it is right now. Yeah. Is that one of your uh, house blends here? No, it's not a house blend. I think it's made by Stokeby. Okay. But it's uh, it's just been a fun blend to smoke. Yeah. And when I first tried it out about, oh, I guess three or four months ago, it, uh, it would just kind of... Uh, step away from anything I'd tasted before. That's great. So I just kept on I, I stuck with it. I've, I'm smoking other stuff too. Yeah. You're like me. You just yeah. dabble in a little yeah. bit of everything. Right? And when I get a new one in, I gotta try it out. You gotta try it out. <laughs> and then sometimes you get stuck. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> what does your customer always ask you? Well, which one's the best? That's right. That's right. Well, uh, it's hard to say which one's the best, but you can say which one I like. Which one most. you like the best. Right. That's good. What's your favorite pipe? Um... I don't have a particular favorite brand, um, although I, I do smoke a lot of Savinelli's. Yeah, me too. But I like I like a bend in the pipe. I like a nice like, bent bent yeah, pipe. Yeah, bent pipe and and a you know medium apple shape. I don't like uh, I don't like straight stems particularly because I'm lazy. <laughs> and every once in a while, I tilt it backwards. Yeah, <laughs> and that winds up not being yeah. uh, not being good. Yeah, I want the pipe to take care of me and me instead of me taking care of the pipe. That's right. That's right. Well, that's wonderful. Well, man, Perry, thanks so much for uh, coming on. We are just thrilled that uh, again you're 
uh, able to host this and were gracious enough to have us. And man, there's there's uh, folks here literally from all over, and we're just uh, we're so excited. I hope hope we can do this again next year. But um, you have a beautiful shop, and we really encourage anyone if you are listening, if you ever do uh, wind up in the uh, Fort Worth Dallas Metroplex area, you really need to come come check out Pop Safari Room in Fort Worth. So uh, anyway, thanks for thanks for coming on board. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. You bet. All right, jumping back in, guys. Really excited for the next interview. But first, I want to tell you about the sponsor for this week's episode, Missouri Meerschaum. You know, if you followed us on Twitter during the Texas Pipe Show, we actually did an unboxing, an unbagging, if you will, of the Long Slope uh, Slow Smoke competition. And uh, in, in the bags, each competitor got a Missouri Meerschaum pipe, and it was a beautiful smoke. You know, I, I've never actually done a slow smoke competition before with a Missouri Meerschaum, but I got to say, it was really, really great because I got a chance to get every single one of those flavors in my Texas tea, uh, which was awesome until, you know, it got intense at the very end, and I was just trying to keep the, the thing lit. Uh, but one way or the other, if you have got an excellent, tasty tobacco that you want to make sure you're getting all the flavor of, you're going to want to make sure you're smoking it in a good, quality Missouri Meerschaum pipe. They're a great value, and if you have not done so already, smoke your Missouri Meerschaum this week. Take a picture of it. Tweet it into us. We love retweeting those out to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Now, up next, we've got an interview with Chris Dumoulian. And yes, I'm sure I just butchered his name, which is French, by the way. We're about to talk about that. He is the co-founder of the Texas Pipe Show. And uh, yeah, I actually got a chance to sit down with him and talk a little bit about the uh, Texas community, things that are going on there, as well as uh, what it took to make the Texas Pipe Show happen. So let's now join myself and Chris live from the showroom floor at the Texas Pipe Show. Man, live at the uh, Texas Pipe Show, really excited about this. Um, not only do we get a chance to see uh, amazing vendors, amazing uh, uh, blenders, amazing uh, pipe carvers, uh, just the amazing community here, but we actually get to, uh, to sit down and talk a little bit with uh, one of the, the men behind the madness. Uh, Chris, man, welcome to Country Square Radio. Thank you. I'm excited. Now, so you are one of the founders of the Texas Pipe Show, and uh, you know, I'm kind of curious where where did the idea of hey, let's let's do a pipe show uh, here in Texas? Where did that come from? Well, the Fort Worth Club has done a slow smoke for the last couple of years running, and uh, we've had guys come up from Austin and from Houston and from Waco before. And so last year we were like, you know, we need to we need to really do this. Let's let's do this for real. Let's have a real full-on show. We've had Carvers, and we had um, Lane came out one year, and, uh, and and we did the Slow Smoke that was sponsored by the shop that we were meeting in, uh, at the time, and uh, it was just always a fun fun time, so we decided we were going to do, do it bigger this year, do it right, um, and so I worked with James, who runs the Austin Club. A.K.A. Pi Lawrence, of course, yeah. Pi Lawrence, as, as all of the Country Squire folks know him. Well, it's, it's all the internet, man. That's, uh, that started with Reddit. We just adopted it from Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, James and I worked on getting this put together, um, and here we are. Man, it's uh, it is really incredible. You know, I 
uh, me and John David, we were talking last night as we were getting everything prepared, and you know, neither of us had ever been to Pops before. You know, neither of us had ever been to. Well, he had been to Fort Worth as a child, but we'd never actually experienced Fort Worth from kind of a pipe smoking level. You know, like we generally when I travel now, I always find out where like the shops are so I can go and figure out where the space is. So we really didn't know what we were getting into, and uh, we walked in this morning, and I mean, you know, Pop Safari Room here is an amazing place. It is a sprawling store that kind of goes back and back and back. And, you know, even when you're at the end, you're not at the end because there's that whole like outdoor like uh, smoking area and everything. Yep. This is such a cool venue for something like this. Uh, how did you like? Was it always going to be Pops or, or how? Did no. That come about? So we were the last two times that we've done the slow smoke. We were at Tobacco Cabana, which is in South Fort Worth, kind of in the we call it the Mid Cities area in between Fort Worth and Dallas. Um, and Jim Clip, who owns that shop, has been awesome to, to host us. Um, but we, we decided we needed a little bit more room this year. Um, and uh, he was in the middle of selling the shop. Mm. So Rhonda is actually back here who owns the shop now. She's actually back there oh, in the wow. Carver's yeah, Alley. Yeah. Um, so we, we talked to the guys here at Pops. Um, we had been meeting, my club had been meeting here for, for several months now. Um, it's a great location. There's lots of food around here. Oh, and, yeah. We're going to be hitting bars. that up tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we talked to them here, and they were, they were totally open for it. They're starting to do a lot more pipe stuff here. Um, and so they, they were excited about it. They got really excited about it. So we decided to come here. And like you said, it's sprawling. It just keeps going. And it's a unique shop. It, it really has its, is. It has its own unique charm with the, the animals on the wall and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's its own place. We we love we love it here at Pop. Yeah, you got that the the the, the zebra skin that's up on the wall. Kind of makes you think um, that, that's that's what happens when you uh, smoke that cherry tobacco. That, that's uh, that's about right. <laughs> It'll skin you, leave you alone. <laughs> okay, take it out, <laughs> man. All right, so um, I have to imagine kind of putting together the Texas Pipe Show. Have, have you done events in the past? Like, have you organized events before? Not to this, not like this. I've been part of teams that organize, um, you know, trade shows and things like that. But this is the first time that we've done it ourselves. You know, I'm kind of curious. What was that process like? Uh, you know, did did were, were you you know going to bed, crying yourself to sleep, waking up in a fetal <laughs> position? And I mean, you know, what was the uh, what was the <laughs> stress level midnight? Where were we at? Well, uh, you know, life is crazy, always. And so when we were getting this together, I I actually got laid off at my last job. And so there was all that stress. So the stress Mm. of this didn't really hit me until (laughs) last night. Right, right, right. Last night I was sitting there. I actually woke up in the middle of the night like, oh, crap, what did I forget? (laughs) And and I've got a list now in the back in a a notebook of things that I forgot. But it's it's the pipe industry. These guys, this these hobbyists are the. You don't meet nicer people than pipe people. That's right. That's you exactly just right. don't. And so everybody's super welcoming, super chill. We're having a we're having a great time already, and we just got kicked off. Yeah. So. And it's uh, it's it's a great crowd since uh, since starting the show. Everybody's been kind of coming in throughout the day, and, and it's been wonderful to watch. I, I was curious. I mean, when you were kind of reaching out to different vendors and that sort of thing, is is there anybody in particular that you were thinking, man, I, I really hope we're able to get them that you were able to get. Uh, what I really wanted was our carvers, our local carvers. Yeah. We have some really great local carvers here. Um, so we've got Colin Rigsby back there. Yeah, shout him out. Um, Bill Walther's back there. Um, Ryan Alden is an amazing carver, and he's not actually here yet. He had a car problem. Oh, good. But he's, hopefully yeah. he'll be here. Uh, we wanted to get some of the others. Like the guy who runs the Waco, sh- um, is, the Waco Club is um, Steve Fallon, also known as Pipe Stud on, <laughs> on eBay. He has a bunch of really cool like old tobaccos. So we've got, we really wanted to showcase kind of makers. And so we've got, good, we've yeah. got Todd back there making, uh, he makes uh, pipe stands that are really mm. cool. 
Um, so it's been that's what we really wanted. We really wanted the the makers here. Man, and you we know, got several of them. This is so dangerous because you know I'm I'm here and and there's so many things that I want. <laughs> and you know I was thinking to myself beforehand. You know I flew up I, I flew out here uh, and so you know like well I, I, you know if I'm flying back it's not like I can just bring a bunch of stuff with me. I don't have that much storage space. But then I remembered, oh wait, John David drove and I can just pack up his car <laughs> with anything I buy. Oh man, absolutely. The sky's the limits. Uh, but it, uh, it should be. But the budget's got the limit. Well, the main thing is, I, I I've needed a I need a good pipe rack for uh, for the, for my for my office. And you go talk to Todd. He's got some good racks. I back know. There. I, I walked back through there and I was admiring those. I, I I we'll we'll see we'll see how the day goes. I also bought a raffle ticket. Uh, talk Marvelous. a little bit about the raffle that you've got. Going yeah. On. So we were gonna we were gonna have a raffle anyway. Uh, we had been planning on having a raffle and we were gathering folks to to donate to the raffle and then. You know, Hurricane Harvey happened mm-hmm. and just devastated Houston. And that's one of our clubs. Yeah. You know, we have a Organized Texas. Is the All the Texas clubs are part of Organized Texas. And um, the Houston club got hit hard. And so we, we decided, James and I decided, we needed to just donate all of that proceeds to, to local charities that are working in, in Houston in particular to help clean up from Harvey. So when we announced that, we suddenly had people coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. Just people emailing us and calling us and be like, can I give you something for the raffle? So the raffle stuff that's over there is incredible. We ended yeah. up with so much cool stuff. I mean, it is one of these, like you walk by the raffle table and you kind of stop and you're like, wait, now what is this? Like, like they're, they're, talk about the one that you and I were looking at before. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Steve Fallon donated a, it's a Middleton's blending kit, I think. It's, it's, uh, it's got this beautiful leather, um, leather bound, case and a bunch of vintage jars with the actual tobacco from back in the day. I mean, Dude. it's older than either of us. Yeah, seriously. Significantly older than either of and us. And it's got a shot glass. It has a little shot glass, and I'm not really sure why. I mean, maybe that's like where you blend you blend it in the shot glass? Maybe. maybe. Steve, would probably, Steve could probably answer that. I don't know. He That thing is very cool. It looks awesome. And I, I gotta admit, like, that's... <laughs> I, I'm, of course, I want to help out the uh, the good folks in Houston, and I want to support all of the, the relief fund and everything, but that was what put me over the edge of like, alright, I'm getting my ticket now. Yeah, I gotta have a ticket. <laughs> I mean, there's so much stuff in that raffle right now yeah. that it's going to be hard not to win something out of that raffle. Yeah, you know the, the Dagners weren't weren't able to come, but they they brought us a bunch of sent us a bunch of stuff to put in there. So there's Dagner pipes, there's Dagner swag, there's oh, man. there's a nice heirloom version of Sherlock Holmes, the co- complete collection of Sherlock Holmes. Um, there's a bunch of really cool stuff in there, dude. It has been a, it has been a rough year weather wise. Of course, you know Puerto Rico was hit very, very diff- uh, very hard, and then you know we're looking at in the next like couple of hours, New Orleans about to get pot- potentially hammered pretty hard as well. And so, you know, uh, doing something like this, Texas strong, helping out your folks in Houston, I think it's a great, uh, great way to kind of use this event to help pay that forward. Uh, and so I want to commend you on that. And uh, yeah, yeah thank I you. hope y'all are able to raise a lot of good money for a great cause. Now with the Texas community you know texas one of the things we've talked to a lot of people who have driven in is like oh yeah i'm I'm from texas i drove you know four hours away like it's you know there's no being close in texas it's it's almost like its own country in and of itself it is its own country yeah it really is i mean you gotta keep in mind texas is the size of france like it is literally the size of france yeah so it's absolutely huge and i'm sure most texans always love being compared to the french that's i'm sure that's well uh, you know my last name is dumoulin i mean i am french well there you, so. I, there you go hey <laughs> s- thanks for saving me from alienating our french listeners i appreciate <laughs> you're that you're welcome but okay so but my question to you is this uh, so the, the, the varying pipe uh, clubs so you get the austin pipe club the the waco pipe club the the mm-hmm. houston pipe club like how many do you know off the top of your head how many pipe clubs are actually in texas um, we have 
five that, at the moment that are part of the cl- uh, the or that are here. So we've got Houston, uh, Waco, Austin. Fort Worth, and then uh, the North Texas Briar Club, which meets up in Denton, just north of Fort Worth. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, I'm told that there are some that are hiding in, like, El Paso, <laughs> but they haven't made their presence Come known. on, El Paso. Come on out. So um, we're hoping to, that this gets a little bit more attention so we can get some of those guys to, to wake up and, and, and be part of part and of the crew. Is the camaraderie pretty good in terms of working together? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. an event like this wouldn't be possible without that kind of organization. Absolutely. Even, even year-round? Yeah, we all we all take care of each other. You know, when 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 Harvey happened down in Houston, we the the community came together and was like, okay, we had a couple of well known carvers that were that were just wiped out. No, oh, wow. And so yeah. I know that Colin is he also restores pipes, so he's taken a bunch of pipes in from some of those guys and helped clean them up and get them back in working order. That's great. Yeah, we're trying real hard to get to get to get our folks back up and running because because that was rough, man. Um, what about in terms of like long smoke competitions? Have y'all done kind of a head? I mean, you know, we've we've mentioned it on the show, but we did a uh, uh, at Magnolia us the Magnolia Pipe Club versus the New Orleans Pipe Club. Uh, yeah, so we've done long smokes the last two years, and um, Waco and Austin and Houston have all come up for that. Oh, nice! At least they've had somebody come up for that. Right? Yeah, a representative. I think the first year um, Austin won. Last year I won. Hey, just saying, um, I won't be competing this year. Because that wouldn't be fair. But are you competing? I, I'm planning on it. Good. I'm planning. Nobody's told me I can't compete, so I'm planning. You can on definitely competing. compete. Um, yeah. No, I'm. I'm looking forward to it, man. I. It's funny because like last night, uh, you know, going to the to Pete's Piano Bar here in, in Fort Worth, you know, singing really loud and everything. I thought, <laughs> oh, I need to I need to watch the pipes here a little bit. You know, I, I'm not only am I going to be broadcasting throughout the day, I also uh, also need to be able to you know compete in the long smoke. But uh, yeah. of course, that's getting started at. Um, we're gonna. Check registrations at two, and then at three o'clock is when the pipes. All right, when, the, when those going down there. I'm, uh, I need to make sure my phone's charged up because I'm hoping to do a periscope. Uh, Marvelous, as that'd I, be as great. I, I generally do whenever doing a long smoke competition. Well, man, thanks so much for for having us out. Really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great show. And congratulations to you and your team for uh, for putting together a great. Well, thank great you so event. much. We're glad you're here. We're super stoked that you guys made it. Oh man, it's it wouldn't wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Thanks, brother. All right. I got to say, I, I loved hanging out with Chris. It was really a great chance to get to know him a little bit more, and then also just to hear about, you know, what it takes to uh, to make a successful pipe show and, and kind of kick that off. And man, they really did have a successful one. And of course, uh, one of the greatest assets of anyone who's trying to do something for the community is having great online communications to be able to make sure that the rest of the community knows that something special is happening. And I'm talking, of course, about the online community that you can find at thispipelife.com. Now, our our booth was actually set up right next to the thispipelife.com booth, and uh, it was really great being uh, right there and and. Uh, you know, getting a chance to to show uh, the good folks there how the sausage is made, so to speak, in terms of the podcast. Now, you know, this pipelife.com is an amazing online community, great forums, but did you also know they have a YouTube channel as well? That's right. They got a few videos on there. Uh, check them out. They're very, very well, highly professionally produced. I would really love to see them come back with some new video content, honestly, but um, good stuff there. They're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you are. You can find the great community and the great folks over at thispipelife.com. And hey, when you go to thispipelife.com, be sure to use the code CSR when you register. Uh, it lets them know you heard about them on this show. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So again, that's thispipelife.com. Use the code CSR. All right. Now, here it is bringing us home. Of course, we can't go to a pipe show without actually getting the chance to sit down with a pipe carver. You know, only at a pipe show are you going to actually get a chance to sit down with a master craftsman. And that is exactly what we had the opportunity to do with Colin Rigsby. Now, Colin is a Texas-based pipe maker. And man, John David and he got into it. They geeked out. They talked about, you know, the the, the craftsmanship and, and basically kind of Colin's journey into becoming a, a pipe carver and, and some of his influences. And look, if you are a pipe geek, if you are a pipe nerd, no matter where you are on the spectrum, you're going to love this interview. So uh, without further ado, let's join Colin and John David at the Texas Pipe Show. Well, we're back live at the Texas Pipe Show, and uh, man, it's so honored. There's there's great carvers here, and uh, we're really tickled to get to connect for the first time with Colin Rigsby. Uh, Colin, a pipe carver um, uh, for a while now. How, how long have you been carving, Colin? Since 2006. 2006, yeah. So quite it, over um, over 10 years now. Yeah. And uh, man, that's great. Uh, Colin, are you are you local in the uh, Texas area? Where are you from? Yeah, I actually live up uh, around the Keller. Hazlitt area, North Fort Worth. Okay. So yeah, right here in the the middle of the hustle and bustle. Yeah, that's right, man. Golly, I'm, it, it's so overwhelming being from a small state and a smaller city to come to the Metroplex. It's kind of uh, I don't know you driving in this environment. You feel like you're drinking from a fire hose. You know. Well, yeah, you, you know this is the fourth largest area in the country now, metropolitan Golly, area. That's so it's crazy. Which is hard for me to get my head wrapped around too. So. Um, yeah, it's it can be hairy sometimes. There's just a lot of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure is. Well, man, that's great. It, it was so nice to connect with you and meet you. I got to see all your work uh, here at the at the show. There's a there's a few pipe carvers set up, and uh, man, I, I hope you've sold a few pieces. Have you been I have. It's it's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, that's wonderful. All right, so tell me, is pipe carving your full time gig? I'm assuming you do something else Absolutely on the side. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, for me, it's <laughs> it's simply a, a you know a labor of love. Uh, pipes in general. I, I've loved pipes for many, many years. And yeah. before uh, carving, I was uh, primarily just a collector and smoker and, and still am, honestly. I've yeah. learned more from smoking other pipes, other people's pipes and, and stuff than I have from anything else, really. Yeah. Uh, though I've had some good relationships and still have great relationships with other carvers and have learned a lot from them as well. Yeah. Um, but just I love the history of it. I like the tobacco side of it. 
uh, the whole package. The, it's yeah. just a, it's a beautiful world that we live in. Isn't it, isn't it awesome? <laughs> sure. I know we're, we're, you're among a, a good, you're with good company today. Oh yeah, you know <laughs> if, this if, you, is, if you're an enthusiast, this is nice. This has been good today. It's yeah, nice camaraderie. That's wonderful, man. Well, okay. Well, tell me, um, when did you start smoking a pipe? Yeah, it's probably around age 30 or so, so yeah. 15, 16 years now. Okay. And okay. I grew up in a household with a dad that was a cigar and pipe smoker, and yeah. we visited the local tobacconist there where I was from, and uh, that, I have fond memories of the, the smell of 1Q and cigars. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. That would have been in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, when I was a kid going in there with him. And um, it, it kind of stuck with me, I suppose. And uh, then later on, as you, you know, life takes you in different directions. I, I never really was a smoker of anything, really, and never thought about it much until around, like I said, age 30. I just stepped out of the music business um, after many years of, of toiling away at that and, and decided that, uh, you know, I wanted a, a little uh, slower lifestyle, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was looking for things to kind of uh, ignite my imagination and my brain and so forth. And I uh, studied a lot of different things like cooking and yeah. model making and all kinds of stuff. I just kind of went into different directions with all of that. Um, the pipe world came to me by accident. I was at the Menger Hotel in San Antonio. Yeah. I walked in the little uh, cigar shop there. I saw some pipes on the board. I thought, you know what? I'm going to get one. Yeah. Just spur of the moment. Yeah. I did, and I haven't looked back. Isn't that wild? Um, it is. Yeah. You know, you, you, know you, you talk about kind of going through an experimental season where you're just uh, trying to find different avenues that speak to your heart, you know? Uh, it, you know, whether it's art or music or uh, cooking, uh, you know, and, and actually, it's funny. I, I know Bo when Bo when Bo started smoking a pipe, it was kind of the same thing. He picked up he picked up art, uh, got an interest in wine, and and then there was this there was this pipe smoking thing. It, it kind of helps you uh, it helps you center. It's just something different from the daily rhythms of life that uh, kind of set aside a little time to to let you know you're doing something uh, important. I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's a different uh, it's a different pace. Well, yeah. for sure, it's it's not. Uh an addictive thing, like a lot of yeah. tobacco products can, can I become. I agree. Um, you uh, it, you're allowed to relax a little bit. It forces you to because you have you to maintain to. the pipe and and so forth. And it's it's really a great way to kind of unwind and not think about anything but that. Yeah, which is a nice luxury to have. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's that's great. I, I you, you're uh, I think we're singing out of the same hymnal. So, <laughs> um, for sure. What, what uh, uh, so what what got you into pipe carving? Well, you know, like a lot of guys, you, you you're looking at the pipe that's in your mouth, and you're smoking this thing, and you're like, ah, oh, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. And I had no woodworking experience whatsoever. <laughs> um, I had dabbled in other artistic endeavors, but. Uh, I just thought, you know, I want to try this. It wasn't anything I took very seriously. And I, like everybody else, I started off with the Pimo pre-drilled kit and the yeah. Dremel and the hacksaw yeah. and the other things. And you just kind of hack away at it for a while. And, of course, the first few pipes are horrible. And, and <laughs> Look, it's um, rusticated. I'll I even dragged say it behind that, my car, right? <laughs> right for sure. I'll, I'll even go and say the first year's worth of pipes are pretty horrible. But uh, I think I quickly got an idea that, you know, what was right and what was wrong. Yeah, I, I pretty much self-taught, so I really didn't study with anybody. Yeah, I, I did a lot of research on the internet. I, I, I uh, just a lot of trial and error. Yeah, actually, and, and uh, I have met guys over the years that have helped me out quite a bit. 
Um, but in a, in a way, really more of just solidifying that, hey, you're going in the right direction. It's That's not, right. hey, you're doing this wrong. You need to try this. Um, so again, just trial and error and making a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, that, that's that's awesome. And, and the folks in the pipe community, they'll support you, you know, the carvers, that is. They'll support you if if they know you're uh, humble about it and are willing to willing to take advice and criticism. I think so. And, and I've, I've found that to be true from folks. You know, if you go into it thinking, uh, oh, I'm a new carver and I've got this figured out. Uh, that might be a, it. Might be a little difficult for you to make some friends. Well, <laughs> there's there's for sure, and there's attitudes on both sides of that fence. Sure, and, yeah, and that's life, you know, right? But uh, if you get in with the right folks and and uh, you know have that connection with them on a personal level, the other comes. Yeah, and absolutely. so it can and and that's I will say this too, along with that same line of thinking. Um, if I were to never become any larger a name in the pipe world than I am right now, sure. it's been worth the ride because yeah. not only have I learned a cool little craft, but um, I've met some fantastic people from all over the world yeah, that I would have never met. I've got relationships with people that I would have never met in a normal circumstance. Any, any way otherwise. And that right there is worth every penny and, and um ounce of time that I've spent on it. Yeah, so, a- absolutely. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Well, man, do, do you have a preferred uh, a, a carving style? I mean, that's a hard question to ask because there's, um, I mean, what, how do you even define that? It's like, shifted over the years. Yeah. Um, you know, when I first got started, I was intrigued with all the free hands and, and things, and, and I, I tried that for a while, but um, it's kind of like music. If you uh, don't learn music first, you're hunting and pecking for those notes, and <laughs> yeah. you sometimes can sound pretty horrible. So yeah. uh, you sit down and you learn the theory and you learn uh, the ba- the mechanics, and um, that's what it is with pipe making. You learn the basics. You learn yeah. the importance of what you do in the me- in the mechanics of that pipe, yeah. and you learn the classics. Yeah. So you've got to yeah. be able to make a billiard and a, and a bulldog and a Dublin and, and, and and what's funny is some of those if to execute accurately are some of the hardest shapes because you don't have any freedom. I mean, a billiard has certain proportions it's got to be. That can be a daunting task for yeah. the beginner, for sure. It, yeah. They're not simple shapes. Yeah, that's right. And uh, a few years back at the the Kansas City show, I was honored to be part of that billiard group that won that year. That's really cool. And that was to me like, okay, now I've kind of gotten, I know I can do that now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so that was that was a nice uh, gratification from those guys to yeah. say, hey, you know, you, you're getting this this classic stuff down, which is was at that time my main goal and still is. Yeah. I still work hard at, at getting uh, those classics right when I make them. Now, I have, once again, in recent time, uh, spread my wings a little bit and tried different things, variations thereof of the classics, and then a few Danish shapes here and there. Uh, my eye is primarily drawn towards the classics. The classics, those old British shapes. For that we, sure, we I have a pretty sizable Dunhill collection. Yeah, and, nice. And, and yeah. other English uh, estate pipes from from yesteryear. Yeah, no, that's and, great. And I, I really admire those pipes. That's great. And the people who made them, they, the people will never know who they were. Isn't that amazing? And I, they're the greatest craftsmen, some of them, that ever you know, were in this business. Right. And it intrigues me. So, again, there's that history part that I dig. Yeah. And um, does a lot. That's special. Me. Yeah, that, that is special. It's good, to, it's good to find your niche with that. What, what um, I mean, are you, you put uh, ebonite and, uh, and cumberland stems on your pipes? You don't work with any acrylic? So, um, 
when asked to, I will do acrylics. Yeah. Um, I use acrylics for adornments mostly. Yeah. Ferrules, rings, decoration, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, my primary stem material is the Hamburg German ebonite. That's right. Vulcanite uh, stuff and the uh, the Cumberlands. They have the, the the typical brindle stem material that right. you're used to seeing. They also have a couple other colors that are more recent that I've yeah. played with. Yeah, and I know my friend Ross actually bought uh, one of those pipes that uh, had the more modern uh, kind of green and red Cumberland, that squat billiard that you had, yeah. uh, bent billiard, you know, the chubby pipe that uh, right. was uh, just a really pretty pipe, yeah. Yeah, that's unusual color for so sure. It was, for uh, it was um, uh, a strawberry briar, That's right? strawberry wood, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing I've experimented with some. I was a big fan of Paulo Becker, God rest his soul. And I, I'll go out and say that he probably is and was my favorite carver yeah. uh, of all the yeah. independent carvers. Um, That's awesome. His, his style and, um, well, just the guy himself, he was a prince. He really was. He was a good guy. And uh, his, well, he was, he, was just a, he was a really great guy. And his techniques and stuff that he did, his designs were really beautiful. That's great. So uh, got a lot of inspiration from him. I've got a, quite a few of his pieces, too. Yeah. And so a few years back, when he was in Better Health and Around, and when he did the, the strawberry wood pipes, I was, like, fascinated with that. So yeah. I got some blocks and tried it, and it's been nice. You know, I've sold a few of them, and they smoke great. The, yeah. the, that wood yeah. is just as good as briar, and it blasts great. If you love that, you know, craggy crazy um, you know there's no consistency really to it at all which is it's really attractive when it's sandblasted oh you know? for sure it's yeah. it's, it's so, pretty so ugly when it's not people talk about <laughs> strawberry wood strawberry briar it, d- explain that to our uh, it's the same genus as briar it's still right. a briar root burl it's just a, a slightly different tr- you know bush that it comes from it's, like, it's not a strawberry tree this no, tree doesn't no, grow strawberries there's right? no fruit bearing right. off that no 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 right um there's no funky taste or anything like that right um it's it's just a kind of an ugly briar <laughs> yeah yeah but in being ugly when you blast it it's beautiful it is so, it really is yeah, yeah for sure yeah. i've got i've got a strawberry uh, briar pipe that i that i know that i love very much um well uh you know do you uh anticipate yourself going to you know pipe shows in the near future well i've been going to chicago since probably 07 i guess yeah great and i I used to go to the richmond show every year religiously right i usually do between two and four shows a year okay Okay. um last year i only did two and this year i'll only have done two i did columbus uh just last month and then i'm gonna do vegas vegas is in my opinion, one of the more fun shows yeah, for obvious been, reasons, but yeah. <laughs> also the guys that put on that show do a fantastic job. It's it's um, um, a, a very comfortable show to go to, yeah. and you can still smoke at the show, which is great. That's a bucket list show for me. I've got to go to Vegas. I, you know, you get exposed to carvers out there and and retailers also um, that just don't make it this far east. You know, and sure. and I and I would like to I'd like to interact with some of the folks from that part of the country and, and understand there are no bad pipe shows. They're all good. They're all great. They're all a good group of people. Yeah. You know, those the, the, the guys that spend their time doing those shows, that's a labor of love to them. Right. And um, it's worth every penny you spend going to the pipe show. Yeah. So any of them you need to go. Yeah, no, I agree. They're they're so much fun, and it uh, it's a good way to support the the you know hobby and the industry also. So, um, well, man, dude, uh, thanks thanks for coming on on the show. Uh, if if people want to look into your pipes and follow you, maybe uh, look through your pieces to see what you have to offer. Um, how do how do they do that? Uh, not too long ago, the website was changed to ColinRigsbyPipes.com. Okay. 
uh, you can just Google my name and it'll come up, should come up also. Sure. I'm on Facebook under my name and also under Colin Rigsby Pipes. Okay. I post pictures there occasionally. I'm a part-time carver, understand, and I don't make a lot. Yeah. So we're talking about 20, 25 pieces a year. Right. what I'm putting out. So, you know, occasionally you'll see something new I put up there. Um, So, yeah, you can contact me. Phone, email, Great. whatever floats you take, your boat. Do you take commissions, Colin? Occasionally. Just I to, used to yeah. take a lot of commissions. Just depends and, on the right circumstance and, and all that. Yeah, I'm a pretty busy guy in my personal life and my, yeah. my regular day job. Um, when I do get to make a pipe, I, I already have some ideas of things I want to do just for my own sake. Right. Um, and so I don't have a lot of time to do commissions, but I will do them. Okay. Um, we okay. just need to talk about it and, and see what you want. Kind of we'll see what the, if it's a good fit. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, man, uh, Colin Rigsby, uh, pipe carver from uh, from here in Texas, dude. We're so glad to connect with you. And, uh, man, thanks thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having me on, and thank you for your your uh, your show every week and what you guys do because, you know, it's guys like you that keep all this going Yeah. for sure. Yeah, and that's really kind. Well, thanks a bunch, man. You bet. Thank you. Once again, I just have to say a big thanks to Pi Lawrence and to Chris for putting on an amazing show. It really was a blast. Um, you know, we were just blown away. And you'll hear us talk about it and gush a little bit about it next week. But it really was an amazing experience. And by the way, we got some great barbecue that night, too, because, you know. Yeah, you got to get the barbecue while you're in Texas. Now, look, at the top of the show, I mentioned that we've got something coming up that I was kind of teasing, and here it is. Well, there'll be more, and while we'll have much more information about this next week, I wanted to go ahead and give you guys a heads up. All year long, we have been talking about doing a custom corn cob competition, and I am really thrilled and excited to say that we are closing out the year with a custom cob competition, a very holiday-themed custom cob competition. I know I know you've got a lot of questions. Let me go ahead and just kind of tease uh, tee up a little bit of a heads up on what this looks like. Um, the custom cob competition, it's one entry per person. It doesn't have to be holiday themed, but we strongly encourage there to be a holiday theme. And the pipe has to actually be smokable. It can't just be like a conceptual pipe that's like all like all over the place, but doesn't actually you can't actually smoke it. The pipe itself does have to be smokable. So one entry per person. Has to be smokable. Holiday themed is not necessarily required, but it is strongly encouraged. Additional favor will be given to those uh, that, that are, have got a, uh, a holiday thing going on with their custom corn cob pipes. Now, if you're wondering how do you equip yourself, head over to uh, Missouri Meerschaum's website. Order some uh, order some corn cob pipes. You can, of course, get some from the Country Squire as well. Uh, but get your corn cob pipe. Start working on whatever your concept is. You'll need to ship in your pipe to the Country Squire. By mid-December, we'll have the exact date and all that kind of good stuff mentioned next week. Uh, and if you're wondering about prizes, well, stay tuned till next week as well. Like I said, this is kind of more of a teaser tee-up type deal. But all of the details will be revealed next week uh, and actually probably posted out to Facebook and Twitter prior to us going live next Monday. But one way or the other, wanted to go ahead and let you guys know that was coming. And uh, yeah, get a, get a kind of a chance to, to start the, the wheels turning and, and figure out exactly what it is that you want to do. So should be a blast, guys. Really looking forward to it. Um, you know, I, I, I know that you've got more questions. And you know what? Why don't you go ahead and send those in? Because that'll help us put together a frequently asked questions post. Uh, so you can, of course, send that information in to 
show at countrysquireradio.com. Also, you can keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow me. I'm at the Real Bo York. You can follow John David at John David Cole or the shop at underscore Country Squire and the show at Squire Radio. We'll be going live next week again at the normal time. I'm really excited, guys. It's been too long since we've just done a traditional uh, traditional podcast. Uh, you know, it really does feel like a while. I mean, it's been two weeks since we've had. Uh, you know, a live Monday show. Of course, we did, uh, you know, our live show from from Texas. But beyond that, it's going to be fun. And we look forward to seeing all of you that are able to join us next Monday evening. Uh, details at CountrySquireRadio.com. The one I love Deep in the heart of Texas Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.